0: Hello and thank you for joining us here on the Family Business Hour. My name is Mark Dio and I'm your host and today we're going to be talking about uh, young workers, young folks who uh, potentially will succeed the business from uh, the founders or the senior members of the business and uh, how their values and how their focus differs from uh, those uh, founders, typically those folks uh, who were uh, born post-Depression or post-war, I should say, um, uh, the young folks uh, now seceding businesses, uh, you know, guy, uh, guys and gals in their 30s, 40s, uh, stepping into businesses that were founded uh, back in the 60s or 70s or even 80s. And uh, their focus, the way they see the world, their, what they value is significantly different in many cases, not in all cases, but in many cases, than uh, the founders of the business. That could be mom or dad, or it could be aunts or uncles, or it could be grandma or grandpa. Uh, it could even be an older brother or sister. I've worked with family businesses where uh, the younger brothers or sisters are seceding the business from the older brothers and sisters. But you know today, young workers, they value mobility more so than any previous generation. And they value freedom. They value freedom more so. While the boomers, such as myself, or even those post-boomer age, uh, they more were understanding of the sacrifice required in order to build a future. Young folks today. I'm not saying they're not willing to sacrifice, because that would be a lie. They are, but they don't sacrifice in the same way. Uh, they uh, tend to. They don't tend to stay at jobs for very long. Uh, millennials just move around more frequently. That's that's a that's a fact, by the way. And a recent analysis by Princeton economist Henry Faber shows that the percentage of private sector male workers who've been with the same employer for at least 10 years, actually fell 50% from 1973 to 2006. And um, and the proportion of those with 20-year tenures dropped to 35%. Folks are not staying with the same company. And in often cases, that might be their own company. They might get bored. Stability and, and, and company loyalty are high values, typically, for those... Uh, you know, those that were, as I say, post-Depression, post-war, uh, in their formative years, those were, stability was very important. I know it was to my, my parents, my dad, particularly, who was the breadwinner of the family, small, uh, a business owner, small business owner, that he grew to a very large business, a family business, and, a uh, very large family business, and, um, and, you know, essentially, um, Uh, the values of those younger tend to be different. Now, again, this is generalizing. I hate, you know, I hate generalizing because there's folks listening to this and saying, you know, that is not true. Not for me and not for anybody I know. (laughs) Well, that well might be the case. But, uh, you know, we look at these statistics and we sort of look at the center of the curve and, and, you know, there's a large number of people that are outside the curve. So worry not. Uh, The book, Managing Millennials, very interesting book. Chip Espinosa and uh, Craig Roush talk about this. And they draw comparisons in the the changes in the way uh, people uh, of different age groups view work. And uh, uh, they mention that many experts believe that that change is related to the behavior of those who hire millennials... And the expectation levels they have. Now, you might relate with this yourself. You might be a founder of a business in your 60s or 70s or even late 50s and might say, You know, I got to tell you, Mark, I seem to have a much higher expectation level of the successors to my business than they seem to have of themselves. Um, or you might be a uh, younger person, younger person in your 30s, 40s, going to, or even 50s for that, going to secede the business, maybe in the process of sort of taking over much of the leadership and management in the business, um, and look to the more senior member, your, the founders of the business, Maybe mom, dad, aunt, uncle, big brother, big sister, saying, you know, my expectation of them is higher uh, than they seem to have of themselves. They seem to be bailing out. So, um, but in most cases, it is the more senior member, the 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 post-depression, the founder, who has a higher level of expectation. Um, because you know, let's face it, the world has changed. You know the 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 gone are the niceties of the stable pensions. <laughs> you know there are no there aren't many stable pensions unless you work for the government, and that's going to change. I assure you that the liberal health benefits that were available are you know they're far and few between. The job security that employees can count on it's just not there anymore, right? And and these were the hallmarks of any good employer, and so uh, those employers had these. Uh, very, very, um, uh, very, very you know, high sort of benefits that were offered. So they had higher expectations of employees. And, uh, you know, all businesses from multinational giants to a small family business, uh, they have placed their shareholders or owners in the driver's seat with, uh, you know, and the replacements becoming more commoditized. So, uh, obviously, uh, you know, it, it's the, the business is, is, is set up to serve those who own the business. I don't think this is some um, self-serving form of capitalism. I just think this is just logic. That being said, uh, family businesses can provide, um, you know, a great income and stability for uh, for the members of the business, the employees of the business. Um so I don't think this is born out of greed. I think that agreed, I should say, it's survival of the fittest when you get right down to it. So the more fierce the competition is in every industry, um, especially in the advent of the recent economic downturns we face, you know, uh, the more fierce it is, um, the more uh, the more there's frugality, the higher the expectations, the more caution with spending. And this sometimes can run... Uh, uh, a foul with the perceptions or the values of those that are younger taking over the business. Um, you know, and uh, oftentimes uh, this creates a great deal of conflict in a business. And, uh, you know, we have to understand that uh, millennials just don't have as much allegiance to their employers as baby boomers do, or even the X gens do. Or did right now, you know, you can you can uh, you can say, Oh, those young people, you know, they're not as committed. Uh, I, I'm not sure I look at it that way. I, the way I look at this is that they really can't depend on companies to take care of them the way we did, can they? I mean, I think we need to look at it from both sides here because of that. I think that there has been this shift. Uh, for millennials to think about, hey, wait a minute, how do I get balance in my life? How do I live my life in a way that brings me satisfaction? Now, what about if you can reconcile these things? And I'm speaking specifically to us boomers and Xers. What about if you could find a way to integrate... Those successors to your business, those younger millennials that are learning the business, that are really beginning to take over the management and leadership, how can you integrate their values with your values? Now, let me tell you something. If you don't, you run the risk of having to sell your business. Not pass the business on as you dreamed, as your vision was. I think many founders, if not all founders... Dream of passing their business on to the next generation, but uh, oftentimes they look at this and they say, "Do my sons or daughters really care? Do they care the way I did? They don't seem to care the way I did." Harris Interactive, which is a very large research firm, did a uh, did a study um, several years ago and. In that study, they discovered that just 47% of 18 to 34 year olds, millennials, said they truly cared about the fate of the organization that employs them. And you'll be interested to know that nearly 30% of those were family businesses. The same study for those 55 year olds or older indicated that more than 64% 64% of them expressed loyalty in the firm. So, I mean, this is a dramatic difference. And it has a dramatic impact on the widening of what we might call the generational gap. And uh, this mindset, uh, you know, from both generations, can fuel resentment and conflict and, you know, a lack of commitment and and uh, sort of a, a questionable future. So, uh... I mean, there's some interesting books. One of the books that I've read on this is kind of interesting. I can't say I've read the entire book, but I scanned through and it was, it was kind of interesting. The The Trophy Kids Grow Up. It's <laughs> the name of the book. The Trophy Kids Grow Up. How the millennial generation is shaking up the workplace. Author is uh, Ron Alsop. And he refers to a study where two-thirds of millennials, 18 to 28-year-olds, said they actually plan to change jobs consistently until they find something that excites them. Holy cow! I mean, as a boomer or post-boomer, I wouldn't even think about that. Right? His, his research further states that uh, his questioning revealed more than 44% uh, believed Uh, that they have so little loyalty or or stated they had so little loyalty that they would actually abandon an employer who made a commitment to hire them if a better deal came along meantime. Now, this is not just an attitude, uh, 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 you know, it's not just an attitude that's uh, a Uh, fly-by-night. You know, truly, employers' uh, loyalty uh, is, is evident or not evident to youth. So I think that, you know, on the whole... Um, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, if I'm treating you in a loyal manner, and you're probably going to uh, treat me that way. But but here's some evidence that 44% believe that, hey, you know, they made a commitment and I'm ready to move on to something else. Now, I'm not dumping on millennials, so please, I, I'm going to get all kinds of, oh, here, I can see them coming in now. I got all kinds of nasty email from millennials, But I'm just saying, let's understand what drives this generation. Some of what drives this generation, or most of what drives this generation, has been created by us. As I say, we're not providing the kind of benefits and the kind of upside that we had. So we could look at millennials and say, well, they don't act the way I did when I was their age. (laughs) Well, are you providing them the kind of benefits that your employer or my employer provided me? I have to say no. I have to say no. And in family businesses, particularly no. They're expected to work harder. They're expected to be more committed. They're getting less benefits. They're getting less freedom. I know we didn't embrace that much freedom, but they do. So how do you integrate with that? What are some of the things you can do that might help millennials, particularly those who are succeeding your business in a family business, uh, to be more loyal how can you get them? Well, first thing that you can you need to do is to understand where they come from. What do they value? What kind of freedom do they seek? I'll give you an example. I have a young fellow that worked for me for many years. Still does, actually. And he um, he's a comedian. And he loves to do comedy in the evenings, at nearly every night. I had a lot of trouble with this very smart young man until I figured this out and figured out how to integrate that into his life and into the expectations that I have. And once I was able to work with that and understand and have that flexibility, his performance went sky high. His return on investment to the firm went sky high. And I think the same can happen in a family business with sons and daughters and successors. Now, again, it is a little bit more complicated because we have the family dynamics. But I want to encourage those founders listening today to investigate what is it that drives your successors? What is it that drives those younger folks in your business? Maybe millennials, maybe they're older, I don't know. But I will assure you there's something in their lives that provides them satisfaction and freedom outside the business. How do you begin to integrate that? How do you begin to help to serve that? How do you begin to compensate for that? And I assure you, when you do, and as you do, you will discover that you will have a higher level of loyalty from them, a higher level of commitment, a higher level of engagement, and a higher level of enthusiasm. Uh, Thank you for listening today. I hope that has been valuable for you. My name, of course, is Mark Deal. You're listening to the Family Business Hour. You can go... Check out information about family, just tons of information on family business. Uh, download our 24-page free report on family business. Just go to familybusinessadvisors.com. Uh, you know, let me correct that. That's wrong. It's familybusinessadvisorsnetwork.com, familybusinessadvisorsnetwork.com, or F-B-A-N.org, which stands for Family Business Advisors Network, FBAN.org. If you want to type less, FBAN.org, Family Business Advisors Network.com. Well, thank you for being with us today. I look forward to uh, you joining us for another session. My name is Mark Deals, Family Business uh, uh, Advisors Hour, and we'll see you in our next broadcast. Take care.